Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the oxiest, fartiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I'm your host, Casey O'Brien, and I'm joined by, well, my other host, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you doing? Pretty good, Case. Uh, wow. I see you're back in Los Angeles. How is it? Oh, God. Feels wonderful. Although it's like a billion degrees here. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I was gone for like over a month. Were you ready to come back or do you miss Minnesota? Oh, God, I was so ready to come back. Oh, you were? I miss my apartment. I miss my things. Creature comforts. I'm My creature comforts. <laughs> I'm all about the creature comforts. But it was a very fun trip. Uh and I went to a wedding in Wyoming, which was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that looked incredible. And insane. I felt we were like on a ranch outside of Jackson Hole. It was crazy. And how did but, you, uh, Where did, what was your f- flight pattern? I'm very curious how you got there. We had to fly to Salt Lake City and then bump down to Jackson Hole from Salt Lake City. Gotcha. Did you bring Dolly to the wedding? No, oh, okay. no, no, she she didn't get an invite. Didn't find. I uh, didn't get an invite in the mail. Mm. Uh, but she was in the hotel room during the wedding. Oh, oh that's so that's what I meant. I should have clarified. You brought her on the trip. I brought her on the trip. <laughs> nice. She wasn't wearing a little, you know, uh, cocktail dress or whatever <laughs> uh, on the dance was floor. Was it a, was it formal attire? I mean, as formal as any wedding is. Well, it wasn't like tuxedos. Did we talk about this? How I recently received a wedding invitation. That's um black tie preferred oh my god yeah and the the funny thing about it is like it's like like just say black tie requested like don't say black tie preferred don't put put this weird sort of like because then if you text you're like limbo situation yeah if you text you're like is it all right if i wear a suit that's not a tuxedo and they'll be like it's fine yeah (laughs) but they don't like it yeah exactly just like it's just be straight up, say black tide requested, and don't make us parse what the fuck you're trying to mean with your with your preferences, you know? Just be Ugh. straight up, as I famously am. <laughs> straight Just up and down. Straight up. That's I don't like Patrick it is way. <laughs> Just spitting truth bombs. <laughs> you know, you've got you had to get you've had to shed a few flaky friends over the years because they couldn't handle your truth. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm choking on something. You all right? fine i'm fine but yes it is very good to be home good good and uh yeah Uh, but yeah it's just hot as hell yeah i don't like it i know i'm very it's august 8th we're recording on august 8th and it's the dog days of summer it's been absolutely miserable in austin it is non-stop 100 degrees every day day in day out no respite it's uh, i and i don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel case i've my running has fallen off i'm a complete turd i'm just a lethargic little yeah. turd i sweltering like turd too. <laughs> sweltering turd uh, sweltering turds our spinoff podcast <laughs> Ooh, what would that one be about uh feeling like shit <laughs> yeah i don't know we do some some um, kind of fecal analysis sure 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 uh patrick i was gonna ask you a question mm-hmm. and it sort of has slipped my mind does it have to do with the bachelor uh Yes, that's what I was going to ask you about, Patrick. (laughs) Have you been keeping up with The Bachelorette? Yes. And are you participating in my mother's infamous bachelor pool? Yes. In fact, I just emailed my pics to your mom less than 30 minutes ago. Got in just under the wire. Okay, I've already submitted mine. They're locked in, so you can't, you know, you have will have no effect or bearing on what my picks are, but I'm curious, who did you have winning for Gabby okay. and who did you have winning for Rachel? Let me pull up my picks. Have your opinions on either of them changed 
Um, on the the bachelorettes or on the contestants? Yes, on the bachelorettes. Um, Rachel is um a little more. She's she's struggling more than I thought she would struggle. She's having a tough. She's day. having a tough time, and I get it. it would be really hard. Um, given the situation, well, she's comparing she's in. herself to she's comparing herself to Gabby all the time. Yeah, and not a healthy thing. not a healthy thing, and that's bound to happen with to like certain you know the pros of having this certain situation with two bachelorettes is they can talk to each other and bounce ideas off each other and they have confidence sure. in our producers but then obviously you're naturally going to compare yourself to the other of course other person there so uh, rachel has struggled more than i thought especially like last episode the most recent episode where she was very upset that she didn't get eye contact from the men i thought that was a little Mm, crazy especially because I, that's not a good word but i she was mad that the these men were there to watch a, f- a boxing match and she was mad that men the her contestants weren't making eyes at her because she was like up in some like announcer booth or and she felt that they should be kind of being like hi over there <laughs> like it was very it was an odd test yeah I thought. it was a very odd test i i do think it kind of was a little because it wasn't even her date. It was someone else's. It was Gabby's date with Gabby's guys, and Rachel just got to be there to watch. And Gabby was—I mean, Rachel was not there with the other guys. She wasn't like with them. So it was just a strange. I don't know what her expectation was, and she just obsessed over it for the, like the rest of the did, episode. Did Did you watch the one of my favorite Bachelorette seasons where Claire was the Bachelorette and she <laughs> yeah. left halfway through the season? Oh yeah. Did you? Well, there's one of the episodes where she's on a group date and she's like, guys, I'm so glad to have a date with you. I'm so excited to get to chat with all of you. And then there's like a and and the guys are kind of like nodding, listening to her. And there's like a 10 second pause. And she's like, I'm sorry, do you guys not want to fucking date me? <laughs> and because they didn't jump at the chance to talk to her. And that's it kind of reminded me of that where it's like, I don't think Rachel is unhinged. I, mean, I think she's. And I would be in the, I would feel the exact same way. I'd feel so self-conscious right. and she's certainly in that situation and it's causing her to act a little nutty. Yeah, I think. exactly. I think a, no not, one would Claire really was act. certifiable. Yeah. Not everyone would act totally within their right mind on these circumstances. So yeah. it's understandable, but yeah. So anyways, my uh, winners, I think. Gabby was hard a little bit. It was kind of between two mm. guys for me. Um, it was okay. for me. It was between Nate and Jason, and I went with Jason. Who did you do? <laughs> Jason. Jason sucks. She seemed to really like Jason. Jason. I agree that he sucks. She's like, I like that you don't talk. Uh, Jason, I have as coming in the top four. Her top four. Okay, but I had Nate win. Okay, I could. So I will be very. I like Nate. I like Nate too. And if Nate and they wins, have good chemistry. I'll be fresh because it was literally a coin toss between Nate and Jason sure. for me. Um, and actually, my gut was Nate, but I was like, maybe I'm getting too cute by putting Jason. My, the only mm. reason I didn't do Nate is because Nate has a kid, and I don't know if Gabby wants to oh, take on that's that very, role. She doesn't. Yeah, that's very interesting. I forgot Nate had a kid. He kind of has the uh, Michael uh, B. Jordan haircut from Black Panther mm-hmm. going on. Yep. Um, but he's fun and he's light and he's funny and I feel like Gabby yeah and he and seems like a respectful nice person. Uh, Who did you have for Rachel? <laughs> Tino. I had Tino as number two. It was a top, it was a coin flip between Tyler and Tino, and I'm even have now having a hard time remembering which one Tyler was. I think he's the Jersey Shore, yeah. Jersey Boardwalk guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, there's not a strong candidate. I must admit. 
And the only reason uh, I think it's I Tino haven't... is because she seemed so into him night one. He's just seemed like leader of the pack since the beginning. He seems probably the most handsome of her guys mm-hmm. too. And I feel bad for Rachel because I feel like her guys, her guys are suck. Her guys suck. Yeah, I think she knows her guys suck. Like she's just like I know. Fuck, I, don't I like think any that's what. I I feel bad for her. I think a lot. Yes, I think a lot of her distress comes from that. Yeah, frankly. Um, but Patrick, well, this is not a Bachelorette podcast. No. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Uh, but we have so much to talk about today. But Patrick, Patrick, this is kind of a special episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. Can you tell people why? Yes, and it's kind of a. It's it's this one is special, and the next one is special. Uh, for a Both singular, special. all episodes special, all episodes but these special, are specific. These are kind of um, they're kind of a package situation. It's a nice little sure. dual unit. And yes. what we have here is kind of like you and I, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> We're a dual unit. Yes. Exactly. So we have um, some lovely, generous patrons of the farts, Ugh. the Berglund family, the Berglunds. Hello, Berglunds. Uh, Chelsea Berglund uh, Chelsea. is the one officially on the uh, Patreon, but I believe her husband, I should look up her husband's name to make sure that he gets his due. Stand by. You want to mark this Standing by. Time. Elated. I'm going to guess his name is... Married to Chelsea, she probably didn't marry a Charlie because that name is sort of similar to Chelsea. So I'm going to say it's a Michael. Do you want one more guess? I found it. Ronald. <laughs> David. Ronald. David Berglund. Yeah, so David and Chelsea Berglund. Unclear um, if there are other members of the party of the family that are contributing financially here, but I'm going to assume it's... Yeah, like- just David. Some and- children throwing in their allowance money <laughs> yeah. to listen to the uh, yes. the Patreon. Yeah. And so David and Chelsea, their favorite movies are Umbrellas of Cherbourg and Holy mm. Motors. And I'm not sure wow. whose favorite is who. I may have that information somewhere as well. I'm going to guess David's is Holy Motors and uh, Chelsea. You know, this is maybe, maybe I'm going into more gender roles here, but, it, you know, uh, Holy Motors is sort of a... Uh, well, we'll get into it next week. Yeah, we'll get into it next week. Holy. But let me let me see if I have the data here. Um, okay. Oh, oh wow! So come here, with here's me the now. here's the quote. My husband is particularly keen on hearing your thoughts on umbrellas. Oh fuck! I was completely off. I would wow, love to I'm listen an to both asshole. these episodes. No, no, it's okay. Totally you can fine. say it, Patrick. No, you're not. Don't say that about yourself. I don't like you when you talk negative. Uh, but anyways, we have these two incredible patrons of the farts, Chelsea and David, who are sponsoring this episode, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and next week's episode, Holy Motors. I can't thank them enough for sponsoring the show. It's so sweet. And you picked really good movies that we would have probably touched upon at some point, you know, so fantastic well, job. Well, we don't know that selection. because we don't want them to think that they're... It could have been. It could have been years from now. It could be a hundred years. years. Oh, it could have been years. But uh, but we may have done them. So this moved them to the front of the queue. I just felt like they were in sync mm-hmm. with us. So thank you. We're elated and excited. Yeah. Um, Patrick. Yes. Letterbox rundown. We haven't recorded in a while, so we may have a lot. Yeah. May I go first? Yeah. Go on ahead. I'm just gonna spit. So I had a family reunion, mm-hmm. and we. Watch a movie every night at the family reunion. Lovely. And so I have a lot of movies here. That's fantastic. And I'm just going to spit them out. Cool. Go for it. Okay? Okay. No Sudden Move. Steven Soderbergh movie. Cool. Heavyweights. Cool. Camp Nowhere. Nope by Jordan Peele. Jumanji. Waterworld. 
So I Married an Axe Murderer. Those are all watched on vacation. Okay. Uh, va- and we also watched Vacation, the original Vacation. And on the plane, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. Lovely. Any of those Any of those ping you as like, ooh. Maybe recency bias, but Bram Stoker's Dracula, what'd you think? Loved. Yeah. I love. I loved it. It's I loved so it good. more than I thought I would. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. Extraordinary costume and set design, of course, is what it's. They really go for it. There's so many ideas in there. I'm like, they didn't take their foot off the freaking gas. Yeah, no, it's actually. A pretty I didn't think it was going to be that good. bonkers movie too. It's like yeah. pretty wild. It's it like never stops. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Francis Ford. Yeah. Who knew he had it? in? I know I it does not. I mean, maybe that shows uh, some kind of misunderstanding of Coppola's work but it doesn't feel I mean it doesn't feel too much like a Coppola movie just in no. terms of its its relentlessness yeah it's relentless <laughs> and, it's, and I loved it yeah and kind of and I watched it on a plane and there was a ton of nudity in it and I was like I thought I thought planes edited movies oh it wasn't on your laptop it was actually on the no and I was kind of like looking around I'm like anyone seeing well is it one of those new Monica planes Bellucci's that, that has huh? the TVs on the headrest Yes. That's part. I think they stopped editing once the TVs are on the headrest because they're not like. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I was I was surprised because it was like these long scenes of like vampire orgies, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> are you titillated? I was titillated, yeah. no doubt about it. Have you seen Nope, yeah. Patrick? Yes, so that is in my rundown. Okay. Yeah. W- why don't you do your rundown and we can touch on uh, nope. one other question before I get to my rundown? Yes, what go. was what was your favorite of the bunch? And if it was. Dracula, what's your second favorite? Uh, I would say the one that I really kind of got a kick out of was watching Camp Nowhere, because that's not a movie I had seen in like 20 years, probably 25 oh, years. Oh, wow. I haven't even, and doesn't sound familiar to me. Hold on. It's with- Keep going while uh, I do some research. Yeah, it's with Christopher Lloyd, and it's got uh, it's got two future cult oh. leaders actually in it, uh, <laughs> because um, what's his face- the guy who's in 10 things I hate about you and blanking on his name, right? Oh, yeah, Andrew we've, we've talked about him before on this podcast. So he's, he's in that movie cult leader, but then there's also another girl who was a huge person for Nexium and went to jail. And she's in this movie too. Melody K it's wild. or Marnette Patterson or someone else. Let me look it up. I have to Google camp nowhere. I totally remember it's, this movie. Uh, I had compl- completely forgotten it existed. I remember it's so seeing this. Horny. <laughs> it's so horny. And I remember when I watched it as a kid, I was like, this is tight how horny this is. Allison Mack is. Wait, she's the one from, um, she's in something else too. She's in some things. I think she's in like Supernatural, Smallville. Small, she's in Smallville. Smallville, that's right. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, but she's in that. And so I was thought it was kind of funny. There's two cult leaders in there uh maybe that's what turned sort of them. interesting camp nowhere yeah they <laughs> created their own camp nowhere you know what i mean yeah. that joke doesn't really make sense but no but um it was fun yeah i laughed as if it did um okay patrick <laughs> go uh okay so uh let me dive in here where are we going okay uh finally watched broadcast news which i had not what'd seen. you think loved it it's great excellent movie clay would be happy and it was great too because i finally figured out what your um avatar on the discord is it's albert brooks oh yes <laughs> albert brooks sweating news. that's such a great scene uh so i love broadcast news um leah had never seen before sunrise so watch before sunrise she hasn't seen any of the before movies but we checked on criterions wow. like you know going away yeah movies um and then watched um we started boogie we watched boogie nights and then uh, Leah hadn't seen it, so we watched that. And then I started watching Paul Schrader's new movie. I'm not, or not new movie. One, I think it was his directorial debut, Blue Collar, with Harvey Keitel 
and mm. Richard Pryor. Um, I started watching that. I fell asleep. I have just like 20 minutes left. Uh, watched Nope. Uh, watched Fire of Love, uh, which is this documentary about these two uh, volcanologists, volcano scientists. Oh, interesting. It was good. Uh, it was narrated by Miranda July. Um, then watched um, the new Predator movie also known as Prey. Prey. Watch Prey. It's on my list. i got to watch it. Fantastic. Super fun. And then... I um, hated the last Predator movie I don't with think Olivia I Munn. saw it. It's so bad. It's by Shane... Shane Black wrote and directed it and it's horrific. It's that beyond bad? Words. What makes it so bad? It... I... It's just horrific beyond words. It's like, I don't like Shane Black already, but it's also extra like... Like snarky, snarky, <laughs> like... <laughs> and like... That's people annoying. die with so like so much that it feels too com- like comical like how much people are getting killed killed um prey was great highly recommend it to everyone great uh it's actually very irritating that was quietly released on hulu when i really think this could have been a sleeper a big hit. summer blockbuster yeah i think it could have been a pretty oh, solid because it's got some good kills like it's a hard r and it's like yeah super talented performers it's a great script and just Love a really that. well done movie um, and then watched um, Mac. My friend Mac was in town, and uh, he had been wanting to see Benedetta, and Leah had been wanting to see Benedetta. Great. So, you didn't watch Mac and Me? Didn't. didn't <laughs> Have you seen Mac and Me? No, I haven't. Me neither. I would love to watch Mac and Me. Um, oh, yeah, God. so pretty good overall. There was one. There were like two other movies that I started and fell asleep that I need to that I finish, but I didn't even get to I the watched, halfway point, so those won't count. I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife over the course of like four plane rides and I didn't finish it. <laughs> but I had such a good time. I really want to finish it. I really enjoyed Is it. Is that the I one couldn't with believe how uh, much I liked Finn it. Wolfhard? Yeah. Okay. Finn. Finn. He's in there. Paul Rudd's in it. Mm. Uh, it's good. I. It's actually more of a direct sequel. And I liked the, I liked, I was going to say the Bridesmaids Ghostbusters, but that is kind of what it is, I, I guess. Yeah. I like the Paul Feig Brides. I don't know why people went so insane over that people, movie. I thought well, it was we know why people went insane over that Well, movie. we know why. I guess we, I, we do <laughs> but, know why, but it, it was... I thought it was it was fine. Yeah. I I don't think Ghostbusters is that like I don't like I don't know. I feel Ghost, no I love particular... Ghostbusters was like my favorite movie as a kid, oh, and was? I didn't feel okay. like it was even worth. It's not worth it. <laughs> I don't know, like going that insane. <laughs> Anyways, um, what did you think of Nope? Quickly, really, and yeah, I know we're on a time crunch here, but I really, really enjoyed Nope. I thought it was great. I really can't stop thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was. It's a little messy, movie. but I I I like. Jordan Peele, he, I mean, with this movie, I feel like he kind of cemented himself as one of my favorite new filmmakers or like current filmmakers. Yep. Like, I just love, he does weird, interesting stuff. Yeah, it's real. it's like super thoughtful. And um, even if the stuff that he does doesn't always like work per se, it's like, I'm glad that he tried that. And I think his, yeah, if I were doing a ranking, I would like to watch Get Out again. My ranking would be Get Out, Nope, Us would be my ranking. What would be your ranking? I think Us is my favorite. Oh, Us is your favorite. Okay. Yeah. See, he, is, he just has such a nightmare quality to his movies that they're like so surreal and like really scary. They're very scary. Like Us has a lot of ideas and it's kind of a mess, but I I, li- I, I like it. So there was so. an interesting, without getting too down this rabbit hole, but there, I thought it was a really interesting, I watched Nope um, last Tuesday and I watched um, Fire of Love last Wednesday and it felt like actually a really nice double feature in a will in a way even mm. though uh fire of love is a documentary because without giving away too much of nope a lot of nope is about not a lot well without giving too much away part of nope is about getting the perfect shot you know like mm-hmm. getting that one perfect 
shot part of it like kind of like a like an obsessiveness you know with with yeah. getting with capturing something and that's fire of love is the same these two you know people who are obsessed with volcanoes are obsessed with documenting them and like something that's very dangerous and so i yeah. saw a lot of interesting parallels between the the two movies that, that is I interesting was kind of fun I, that is that's really good patrick yeah. you should write an essay <laughs> yeah. put it on your tumblr sure sure does tumblr exist anymore uh, i stopped paying attention when they got rid of porn yeah, well, <laughs> what's it even good for? Uh, Patrick, let's move on to the rest of the show. Yes, let's get on, damn. All right, this is Fart House. We watch the artiest, fartiest film so that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're talking about, ooh, a classic, a Palme d'Or winner, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg today. Uh, we will discuss The Umbrellas of Cherbourg and subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable this movie really is. Patrick, I know you're not a fan of musicals, and this is a musical. <laughs> I guess it is. It's more of like an opera. They don't stop singing they don't stop in this singing, damn yeah. movie. Yeah, that's right. I would characterize it more as an opera, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> but do you own this movie, and have you seen it before? No, and no. And I would like you to guess. Oh, you hadn't? No, no. And I would like you, do you, what do you, how do you think I felt about it? Uh, hated beyond words. Loved it. <gasps> did you did you, okay I'm, i want you to strip yourself of all cultural critiques and opinions okay did you like the movie la la land i i have to admit that i enjoyed my time watching la la land yes i left the theater okay. feeling like i liked this movie because this movie greatly inspired la la Land. i did read you know that? that yes you can see it in its dna it's not a because La La Land, it does have some more like musical sequences, but it's also kind of a floaty kind of musical where it's there aren't that many big. There's like no songs that people sing from La La Land now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, the only like so. I don't there's not really a lot of big. There are some big musical numbers in La La Land, but not like in other musicals. And this is a very even though they're singing the entire time, it's a very understated musical. It's a weird singing. It is a very weird It's singing. like, Gee, why are you going to war? I don't want you to go to war. <laughs> like, it's like so odd in that way. Uh, it's very beautiful, very colorful. Mm-hmm. And I think La La Land took that color palette from this film. Yes. Had you um, seen this before? Yes, this is my fourth time seeing it. Fourth time? Wow. Yeah. What, tell us about your first time. In, saw it in college. Saw it in college. And what were your impressions? I thought this is a chick movie. Uh, I thought it was a little dull, if I'm going to be honest. Mm. Second time I watched it, I liked it more. Third time I watched it, I liked it even more. And part of what I liked about it, which we'll get into, is the ending. Mm. As a very strong, I feel like it has a good ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and then we watch it for a movie club also. Yeah, I, I think, think that's it. why part of why I liked it so much is I, <laughs> my expectations were pretty rock bottom. I kind of went in sure, expecting sure. to not love it because, but I'd also you know it hurt. I knew its reputation, so also I was like, "There's got to be something here that I'm going to enjoy." Sure, and sure. Um, I think I gave myself over to it, and the and I was thinking about, I was reflecting on the fact that I think. I like like this. This is very much an homage to like Hollywood musicals of like the forties. Um, yeah, and I like the, I I do like those kinds of musicals. I think it's just like that sort of Broadway pageantry bullshit that or that like 
I don't know. I think it's Broadway musicals I don't like. Mm. So you're not a fan of Dear Evan Hansen? I doubt <laughs> Is you anyone a fan movie. of Dear Evan Hansen? I think people like the Broadway show. I don't think the, mo- the movie did well, but people like the Broadway show. Mm. Interesting. Anyways. No, not a fan. Patrick- Andrew Lloyd Webber and his ilk are of zero interest to me. Okay. I'll even go Someone as far as to say a- Stephen Sondheim might be the most overrated artist of our generation. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, you, I don't think you have the what, the gravitas or knowledge. <laughs> he's done. Uh, did he do Company. West Side Story? He did West Side Story. Okay, yeah, he's good then. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, okay, Patrick, I'm just gonna do a brief synopsis here. Got it. By the way, Umbrella Sherberg, directed by Jacques Demy, who is the husband of Agnes Varda uh, in 1964. Um, Brief synopsis, here we go. Genevieve, played by Daph- Catherine Deneuve, and Guy Fouché, played by Nino Castelnuovo, are in love. Oh my God, are they in love. And they are set to be married, but Guy has to go to World War II. And so while he's gone, Genevieve's mother is like, why don't you marry this human turd, Roland Cassard? This rich guy that comes in and is like, I want to marry Genevieve. Uh, even though Genevieve is pregnant with Guy's kid. So Genevieve marries this guy and moves away. And so when Guy comes back from war he, with a limp, he uh, is like, where's my son and where's my wife? What the fuck? They're gone? <laughs> and then also Genevieve and her mother own and work at an umbrella shop. That's it. Yeah. That's about it, right? There's not much more than... No. So you thought the, the, a the man that ended involved. up marrying... Um... Uh, I already blanked on her. What's Genevieve? Genevieve, Catherine Deneuve's character. It might be pronounced Genevieve, but uh, we're not going to get into that here. Yeah. I'll get a nasty note from Manuel <laughs> after the episode, I assure yeah, you. Yeah, I wonder if we're saying, how do you say uh, Cherbourg? Are we saying, we're probably saying that right. Cherbourg? Cherbourg. Cherbourg? Cherbourg. Cherbourg. Umbrella de Cherbourg. Yeah. Um, you thought he was a turd, the the wealthy man who was. Yeah, he was a turd. Why did you feel he, he was, was a turd? Is a gross pencil mustache. <laughs> he knows she's engaged. Did he? And know- he's putting on. Yes. I don't think they were officially engaged, she, though. I don't think they were officially engaged, Genevieve and I Guy. think they were. I don't know. When, she's pregnant. We'll need to put this to the Berglund family. Chelsea and David, Berglund's let us know. chime in. I don't think they were engaged, but regardless, you think he's a turd because. I just think he seems turd like. Mm. Well, Guy is so much hotter. Guy's way than- hotter, yeah. Roland Cassard. True. Casterd. Okay. Ooh, see, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, and I, you're not actually totally wrong because, you know, it was weird. Like, he's just sort of sniveling like, hello, <laughs> I want to marry your daughter. Do you think? Also, they tried to. I couldn't tell if this was something that we were supposed to think was like sad and endearing or if this was supposed to kind of be off putting. But he like his like sort of sad backstory <laughs> Is that he loved a woman who didn't love him back? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that's like essentially some it. And he was shit. like, he couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. So he traveled the ends of the earth, and he couldn't, he couldn't forget about her until he yeah. saw Genevieve. And it's like, what? Well, you're just describing. It's funny bringing it back to the Bachelorette. Rachel is always like, no one's been rejected more than I have, and I'm like, that's not true. Like literally, everyone is rejected a million times until you are married to some. Like, yeah. Everyone dating is rejected. Yeah, exactly. It happens all the fucking time. Like, and the, uh, like this backstory. Life is this about guy is rejection. So yeah. Hilarious. It's just like she didn't love me back, and yeah. I traveled to the ends of the earth. <laughs> it would be fun to work in an umbrella shop, you know, because people always, you know, 
It's such a pain. This happened when I was in Wyoming. I was looking for a damn umbrella. Mm-hmm. There was no umbrella shop to be found because it was raining the whole time. And uh, so I, I could have really used an Did umbrella Did they have a shop. Walmart in Jackson Hole? Probably not. It's probably not allowed. I couldn't find one. And I didn't have a car. I was on foot. Uh, Can you imagine if there was an umbrella shop there? That would have been like heaven. I, and it seems very unstressful to be selling umbrellas. It doesn't seem like a sustainable business model, even in places like Seattle. Cherbourg? Or Cherbourg. <laughs> The rainiest place in the How world. How much would you I, uh, spend on an umbrella? At most, 20 bucks. Okay. So I wish I could remember the exact figure. But uh, Sammy Lawboy, my cousin, he gets his um, hair done by not a barber, a stylist. His name is Greg. Okay. Very nice man, Greg Dobraz. If you're in the Atlanta area, I recommend How it for How do you know cousin. his last name? Because he cut my hair so before strange. Sam's wedding. <laughs> or maybe it was before But even Matt's then... Wedding. Well, because Sam refers to him as Dobraz. Okay. okay. Yeah. Continue. Uh, And Dobraz likes the finer things. Sure. And he showed Sam and I, when he was cutting my hair, uh, the umbrella that he purchased. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong on the financials, but it was an exorbitant sum. I want to say it was upwards of $300 for an umbrella. (laughs) And I was just aghast. It's just such a, it's such a utilitarian de- of device. It's like a rain poncho. It's like, how much would you spend on such a thing? Yeah. You know, I but I guess if it's a part of your, if it matches your outfit, you know? Yeah, I suppose. It's just, and I, I don't know. I'm not one to knock anyone's purchasing habit. God knows. Uh. God knows. I've been in your DVD closet yeah. and almost didn't come out of there. One piece. Um, but yeah, Dobraz purchased a 300. So you would spend 20. Dobraz would spend 300. I guess I would. They do break 20. so easily. I feel. Yeah, like, they're not. You know, but maybe maybe it's because we're buying twenty dollar umbrellas. Maybe, maybe Dobrazes but, will last a lifetime. Uh, well, here, well, here's the other thing. Umbrellas, I feel like, are very easy to lose too. Mm. Like, because Casey, yes, because and that's why I wouldn't spend that much money. It's like one of those things, you know. So when I went to Japan back in February of 2012, I had all this fucking. That shit. was ten years ago. I'm shocked and disturbed. Yeah, that seems like yesterday. Yeah. I still remember that picture of you in yellow pajamas. <laughs> Do you know the one I'm referring yeah, to? Yeah, we'll post it on the Discord for patrons of Please. the forest to take a gander at. Uh, little baby peanut. Um, I had so much fucking shit with me on that trip because there for over two weeks. And I yeah. miraculously kept everything with me the whole time. And then the last train, it was the train from Tokyo to Narita, which is like the airport city. It's like a 40-minute train ride, maybe less. It's taking the train there and... Forgot my umbrella on the wow. train. It's very upset. I'm this sorry. was devastating because I had had it the whole trip, would, and I wanted to bring it back with me. Uh, it's kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool umbrella. Bought it there yeah. in Japan, and uh, it's gone. Lost it. I, yeah, it's uh, very easy to lose umbrellas, yeah. and so that's why I wouldn't spend. But maybe that's why it's a sustainable business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. People are losing them all the damn time. Yeah, yeah that's there we go. Bringing it right back around. Good job, Patrick. Yeah, thank that you. Was good. <laughs> um, Patrick, I kind of want to talk about the ending. Okay. So, spoiler alert. Did you have anything else you want to talk about in the movie that before we get to the ending? Because I don't want to jump right to that. Well, I want to talk about uh, one of the reasons why I loved this movie. Yes, please. One of the biggest reasons I love this movie is for its color. Yes. It's a very colorful movie and it's very beautiful. Very. And it got me thinking a lot about how I think I love color in general, 
but especially because it's become increasingly rare to find color in cinema. Like everything is like just fucking grayed out all the time now. Everything's much more muted. You are singing into my heart right now. (laughs) Continue. I love what you're doing. And uh, so I just feel like we're looking at kind of monochromatic sort of color palettes a lot of the time. And I think color timing uh, still is an art, also known as color correction. Correction is a bit of a misnomer because it's not necessarily for mistakes. Correct would seem to connote Mm -hmm. that, but it's about creating certain looks. Um, And I think color timing is still an art, but I feel like it's not what it once was. I feel like I don't know much about it, but it used to do so much with the film and chemicals and to kind of achieve all these different kinds of looks. And now I feel like everyone's subscribing to kind of the same generic look. And to, so to see something that like popped so much was like very gratifying. Someone on Twitter, and this may have been like a year ago, posted about like, they said something, it was, they had a phrase. It was like the eternal brown or like the, like the, I, I can't remember what it's called, but like on prestige television now, everything is so fucking gray and brown. And they did a side by side of Dexter season oh, one and yes. Dexter the reboot. Casey, yes. And, it was a Vox article that did this thing. Oh, oh, they did. Yeah. And it was just like, why is TV now so fucking brown? Everything is so muted and brown. Yeah. It's odd. <laughs> it's very And I agree odd. with you. Why are we... Why why aren't things popping now? It's almost see this is I think this goes back to one of my big pet peeves on how realism is now so important in mm-hmm. movies and TV now. It's like this has to be real. It can't be theatrical at all. It can't like <laughs> yeah. it, everything has to be so like hyper realistic and I feel like people now are like, well, the world is kind of brown and muted, so we should just make all it look like that. That's more realistic. People will like that more. And I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, it's exactly. And it's also kind of in the sort of like um, the plot hole culture, the people that obsess over plot holes and things that. And I kind of found myself in Nope going a little bit down that road at certain times. I was like, this doesn't really. But then I was like, what is it? It's it's literally a story. It's literally just a story. Yes. Like not everything needs to make. And not that there was anything that egregious, but there were definitely sometimes I questioned characters' motivations. But I was like, that's not that's not the point. Let's like let okay. go of that. This is a this is another pet peeve of mine. TikTok will drive you nuts on movie stuff. Don't look watch any movie criticism on TikTok. It'll drive you crazy. But one of the things <laughs> is that these are some huge plot holes in this movie. And what people consider plot holes now is so insane. A plot <laughs> hole is like Like, really what a plot hole is, is like, whoa, that actually doesn't make any logical sense. Like that, like that we that there is no explanation for that. But what people now call plot holes is they'll be like, that character would have never done that. Yeah, that's not a plot hole. (laughs) It's like it's like if a character makes a questionable decision that doesn't seem to maybe line up with what your average person would do. That doesn't mean or it's it feels a plot slightly hole. unmotivated. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to just kind of like let that go. There's a there's a there's some of that, and there I, I think I know what you're talking about. Nope, but you just have to be like the there there's a meaning behind this. There's a reason this is happening. Right. It's not a plot hole if you're like this character would have never gone to that <laughs> museum or something like that. It's like yeah. that's not a plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Also, if he brings this up to another TikTok annoying thing, if he's brought this up. I'm stealing this bit from him, Love but it, he's, he. he gets annoyed with people on TikTok that's that are like, 
I discovered this small film that not a lot of people are talking about. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> or people will try to like be like these these like they're like think they're like found these obscure movies, and it's like that is not an obscure movie. It won an Academy Award. Like, <laughs> and it's funny too because like sort of like the go-to argument to be like that oh we're there a younger generation it's like a let's say that's true it's still not an obscure movie it's just an older movie yeah. and then b most of the time i feel like it's like millennial dorks that are doing this sort of yes thing. i know i agree it's not these are not young people making this movie if if i would find it endearing if a young person said that like i discovered this movie that i'm obsessed with i don't know if anyone is like but it's like clearly like a 39 year old guy trying to go viral on tiktok <laughs> anyways yeah, i know oh, I you got trend. us going patrick <laughs> yeah. you got you revved me up um, again. but we can but anyways i love the color i loved um the pacing too was fantastic um it's brisk very brisk and uh you know the sing songy it didn't annoy me as much because i don't know i just settled and i think maybe because it was completely uninterrupted i was like okay this is the world i've i'm trying to be better about embracing musicals for what they are so um it is kind of there is an evenness and it creates kind of a fantastical we are in a fantastical world mm-hmm. everything is pretty and bright didn't it just make you want to like go back in time and live there yeah, like the cute little gas stations yeah the and clothes, you, the bikes and he he gets back he gets back from his military service and he's like i'll get a job it's in a garage II, right? or maybe i'll no it was after it was actually during uh the war with algeria oh excuse me yeah and uh um, he said world war Two in the synopsis it did didn't correct me. oh you did yeah. oh whoops but he used a little well i'm not allowed editing. to interrupt the synopsis remember that's true you know what <laughs> i've been hoisted on my own batard uh uh but he's he's he mentions he mentions living off his pension he's like 22 years old it's like is this for the rest of his life he's gonna live off his military pension or does he just mean in the near term oh nice i was like what Francis. i know and then he's like well, i'll just start my own garage my own <laughs> successful business yeah the gas station with a few which is awesome. I would and love to start a mind. gas station. If that like was going to be like like a successful thing, I would love to do that. I mean, maybe it is successful. I don't know. I don't know the economics Wouldn't of gas Wouldn't you be stations. worried about blowing up? If I were Gee, yes. I'm... He was smoking at his gas station. But I wouldn't be worried about it. How many gas stations blow up every day? I don't know. It just sort of scary. It's like you're sitting <laughs> on a bomb. Patrick, can we talk about the ending Yeah, let's quick? talk about the ending. Uh, okay, so the ending is... so. You know, the, like the beginning of the movie sets up that these are like the loves of their like their soulmates. They found each other, but you know, time and life things sort of separate them, and they don't end up together. And the end, Catherine Deneuve's character stops in at Guy's gas station with her kid, who is Guy's kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they kind of have a moment. They're talking to each other, and Guy has married someone else too. Yeah, Madeline and Madeline. Everyone's really hot in this movie. Very hot. Uh, in fact, I looked up it, Madeline to see if she, she was never in anything else. Really? Yeah. It's surprising. I know. I was shocked. Uh, but, and Guy has a new child with Madeline, and Catherine Deneuve is at the gas station, and they kind of just are like, oh, hi. They're like, it's been a while. <laughs> and it's not really angry, but it's a little curt and cold, and but it's not, it's, it's still warm, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, she's like, do you want to see your son? And he's like, I think it was a daughter, no. actually. I think they expected oh, was a boy. It, a daughter, yeah, they ex- it was confusing because they expected a boy. Or they talk oh, about okay. having a boy and then it ends up being a daughter. He has a but he he has a little he boy. He has a little boy, yeah. Uh but she's like, Do you want to see your daughter? And he's like, No. <laughs> and then I was like, goodbye. And the and then at the end, 
His son, she drives away, and then his son runs into his arms, and he, like, goes over and kisses his wife, Madeline. And it was, like, I just thought it was a very realistic... Because sometimes, like, you have these, like, romantic swings in your life, and you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, such a good story. I'm meant to be with this person. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not how, like, life and romance really works. And sometimes, you know, a lot of having a good relationship is just the timing. It's like, you might not be in the right time of your life to be with someone. I don't know. There is no, I just like that. It was like kind of oddly not romantic Mm -hmm. and kind of practical and pragmatic at the end. And I was like, that is what life is. It's like these two people, Madeline and Guy were like at a time where they needed each other and they married and they fell in love and they have a kid and he's like a great life. And like, yes, he had probably a more romantic, uh, romance, Mm -hmm. With Catherine Deneuve, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great way of characterizing the ending. And I liked that there was like, at the end, there was kind of a tinge of, of melancholy. Like you, you felt a, a degree of sadness, but it wasn't like this great tragedy that they didn't end up. No, together. but I it's feel like, like it's a happy. End. Yeah. It's a happy. Because he's, he's like, he's like stunned, but he's like, oh, whoa, that was freaky yeah. seeing her again. But like, this is my life now and it's okay. Yeah. It's not like they like lament, exa- at least from what it's portrayed in the movie. It doesn't look like they're lamenting their station in life and they wish they'd ended up together. It's like things seem to be, you know, there's probably a a wistfulness for what they once had, but now, you know, they seem to be living really great lives and it's a really nice, it's a really nice thing. It's a really sweet ending. Actually. Yeah. I, 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 to me, it was like, love is real and it's practical or it's like, it's, it's tangible. It doesn't need to be this like, Getting struck by lightning, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just uh, it's something you can find. That being in your all life, that being said, you know? are you concerned though? Even though she seemed happy, are you concerned that Genevieve married the turd, or do you think he polished his turd self? What are you talking? Wait, she did marry the turd. Yeah, what I mean is, like, are you okay with that? I mean, she. I think she's happy with the turd. Okay. <laughs> I think now she's like, I love turd. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, so too. Yeah, so it all works out. I don't know. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. It's there's sadness, but it's like whatever. Life yeah. is long, don't, long and don't short. Get swept up in this. Long and short. I just feel like when you're a teenager and you're young, you're like, I'm never gonna like this was the love of my life, and I'm never gonna meet someone like that. <laughs> yeah. I think Chuck Klosterman has a joke, uh, not a joke, but something he wrote in one of his books where he's like, four times in my life, I have fallen in love with a woman and thought I would never love again. Yeah. And you do. Yeah, you do. You do. Mm-hmm. I've had that feeling Patrick, as well. anything else before we get to the fartsy test? No, I think it's ready to head on over to our Fart? famed diagnostic. Here we go. All right, Patrick, this is the fartsy test. We use this test to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but so much more important. Patrick, are there any disorienting editing choices? Mm, Not really, no. Inappropriately long gazing. Uh... Not really. Not really. I feel like there's the singing is, it's not necessarily wall to wall singing, but it, there's, it's kind of ongoing and um, pretty wall to wall. It's not, it's in the spirit of this question and like other movies we've seen, I'd say, yeah, I'd say the answer is no. I don't want to infuriate one of our listeners, Manuel, uh, but <laughs> sometimes operas are just so 
unending. Like the music, it's like, God, Mm -hmm. they're singing for so long, I can't catch my breath. (laughs) I particularly don't know if I'm into uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Is that, that's like the Pirates of the, Pirates of Penzance, right? I believe so, yeah. I am the very model of a modern major general. I just feel like they go on for too long. I also... So sometimes I just can't catch my breath. You have not seen Annette, right? Which no. incidentally is um, the director of Holy Motors. Holy uh, Motors. Which we'll be doing next week. Leos um, Annette was a movie where it was kind of wall-to-wall singing too. Lots and lots of singing we their lines. We love each other <laughs> so much. I know that song. But I think it was because... Maybe because maybe I liked Umbrellas of Cherbourg more because a it looked much better and it was just hmm. a sweeter, more touching story. And there's a lot fewer creepy doll babies. A lot fewer it, creepy yeah, doll babies. And the, I don't the think songs any, there, there weren't any sort of like annoying refrains that they kind of beat you over the head with ah, with like these. That's not true. She's kind of like isn't there's there's one where she's like gee. I, I mean, she says his name a lot, but not not in the way that we love each other. And, like, not that the voices and the singing voices in Umbrellas of Cherbourg are that spectacular, but Marianne Cotillard and Adam Driver sounded like fucking shit, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that these were these were not their real voices. Oh, they were not. I did not know that. No, I believe. All dubbed? Let me just look that up. I believe it's all dubbed. I'm going to look that up. Hold up. Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Yes, looking at you, I believe it. I don't. They don't do this anymore. They should dub people more often. That was such a common practice, but now it's like, oh, actors. You know, like Russell Crowe had to sing in his damn <laughs> Les Mis. Well, the worst. It's like your voice sucked. <laughs> One of the yes, worst offenders. Singing voice. All all of them are dubbed. Oh, that's cool. Huh? I think that's good. <laughs> they they should have done. that. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. I think that worked out, and maybe that's why. I mean, the voices were good. I guess they just didn't blow me away because it was. It's, they're not traditional musical numbers. It's just singing dialogue. What if they thought that they were singing, like Catherine Deneuve and them were like, oh man, this is so great. We get to sing in a movie and then they go to the premiere and it's like, you dubbed me. That's like uh, when Adrian Brody showed up for the Thin Red Line premiere and realized he was only oh, in it for like I, you know three what? minutes. I, thought it was, <laughs> I think it was more comparable to when Phoebe in Friends signed a recording contract to sing the song Smelly Cat. And they shot a music video and she was completely dubbed over in the Smelly Cat. <laughs> I didn't know that bit of trivia. And she was like, oh my God, I sound so good. <laughs> Wait, she didn't even know? Or like at no. first, she didn't realize? No, she was like, oh my God, I sound incredible. Was she joking or serious? And they're like, no, she was serious. Phoebe's a goof. You oh, don't watch you mean Friends. the character? You, know that. you mean the character you Phoebe? Know. Yeah, the character oh, Phoebe. Oh, I thought you meant the act. I thought you meant Lisa Kudrow. No. Oh, oh, oh. Phoebe. Oh, so it's like a plot line in the show. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. If you want. It is. Uh, does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? Wouldn't it be shocking if there was just like a nude scene in this film? <laughs> yeah. It feels like almost a kid's movie. Well, there I mean, is not, there is a but... scene where Guy seems to go to a prostitute, which... Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of... was a little unexpected, but I guess... Yeah. You know, guys coming back from war and <laughs> their baby mamas yeah. have split. <laughs> I guess you gotta that happens. Get, yeah. <laughs> gotta clean the pipes. Uh, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? I mean, the operatic quality is mm-hmm. odd. Yes. But and the, it's I mean, pleasant. I was going to say, I mean, the story is pretty like simple and kind of... One of the easier synopses I've yeah, ever it's had very, to write, But I guess sure. it's like a lot of the earlier... Um, 
it's definitely like I said before, it's an homage to like forties Hollywood t- type musicals, and it's not like those were very <laughs> intricate plots. Plot heavy. <laughs> plot heavy. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Uh, can Peanut start watching this movie ever to 8 p.m. without falling asleep? I watch it Tell in me. the morning, so hard to say. I I could see myself falling asleep at oh, night yeah. watching this. Like it's a lullaby. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was engaging, but I wouldn't say it was gripping. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Gee, that would be tough. I think coming back from war, finding out your kid and your wife are gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't even leave a note, really. Yeah. Um, is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so this could be retitled We're the Millers? Sort of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of walking around. Yeah. Kind of walking around the shop, walking around the streets. It is kind of a small set. Yeah, it is it a small seem. set. It's smaller than I expected. I thought, although it looked very beautiful and there were some wonderful set pieces, it actually was not as grand as I had anticipated it would be. Like, no, I don't think I expected anything quite epic, but I expected. Sure. Maybe it's a, a musical. More. And there's actually very few characters, too. Very few characters. Yeah. It's, it's pretty small in scope it's overall, turd. actually. Turd. <laughs> he, Genevieve, Genevieve's mom. Madeline. Madeline. And then Guy's, Guy's uh, aunt. aunt. yeah. And boss. Oh, yeah, boss. Sex worker, he. Sex worker. And then the guy who uh, Genevieve's mom tried to sell her jewels to at first, but he said he's overextended. <laughs> But then, yeah, the, the, turd, <laughs> the turd flew in. Yeah, the turd flew in. Saved the day. And I wonder if other people find him to be a turd. I'm very curious. I think thing. so. <laughs> I don't like his mustache. It bothered yeah, me. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, poster titillation level. I think it's pretty high. Uh, let me look. Let me look. The Umbrellas of Cherbourg poster. I imagine it's colorful. Oh, look. This is so pretty. Which one are you uh, looking at? The one of the, the the original one. I actually thought I'm actually not that interested in this. This looks kind of like a dumb. Are you looking one with the blue? Yeah, yeah, and the song notes. It's kind of not as exciting as I thought. I, I, I think the, the Criterion cover is cooler. Hmm. Yes, I, I agree. Criterion cover is much cooler. If we're, if we're going by that, I'd say it's high. The poster, Catherine Deneuve. Yeah. What a bitch. She could sell a catch. Did you ever see the hunger? woman in white gloves? Huh? The Tony Scott movie? Did Yeah. No, I haven't. I think you've seen it. She's though. in it. I know. I saw that. I totally forgot she was in Dancer in the Dark, too. Because I was looking at her filmography after the movie and totally <laughs> yeah. forgot she was in that. She hates the Me Too movement. Yeah. That's all I know. Uh Patrick, what's your score for this movie? A cool six point eight. Hey, can I do the same? Yeah, go for it. 6.8. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's French. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. But it's not too strange. I feel like, you know I feel like most going people on. could, you know, if they, you, you prime them for what it is. and you Prime sh- the pump. Prime, and, you know, you get in the groove and it's it's an entertaining, entertaining romp. Sure. Would you say it's a romp? What's the denotation of a romp? I don't know if I would call it a romp. I feel like a romp has to have a few more silly moments, you know? A spell of rough, energetic play. Yeah, it's, it approaches romp, but I don't think it is a romp. What, what would, what's a movie you would describe as a romp? Good question. Romp. Camp Nowhere. Romp. 
I was going to say Heavyweights. <laughs> it's a bit of a romp. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Kind of forced my cousins to watch that movie again. <laughs> it's a great movie. They weren't keen on watching it. It's funny because I got to know my cousin's kids mm-hmm. a little bit better this trip. Mm-hmm. And they're both teens, Olivia and Izzy. And they were very funny. Cool. And they were very honest with their opinions. None of them were like the mean c- teens of videotech infamy. Uh, Olivia was like, uh, you know, she's sort of bullied me. Mm. So in a way, she was sort of a mean teen. Uh, <laughs> so these are your first cousin's actually. kids or these are your first cousins? These are my first cousin's kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So uh, it's fun to hear their insight from young people. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any of Olivia's funny takedowns, but there were a few and uh, got a kick out of them. And they were mad that we forced them to watch Waterworld. <laughs> I've but, actually never uh, seen Waterworld. I'm older and I get to, I get to say one of the benefits of being those older. things. It's one of those benefits of being older. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, I can't remember anything else, but it was a fun, it was fun to talk to teens. Yeah. I, I should rarely get to interact with teens. Hashtag teen talk. <laughs> teen, teen talk. <laughs> Oh, goodness, Patrick. Well, our next movie, as we've stated previously, Holy Motors. Yes. Holy shit, more like it. Have you seen this movie? Yes, have you? Yep. Saw it in theaters? So did I, so did I. Very excited to watch it again and very excited to talk about it. Now, come with me now. (laughs) That's in that movie, I think, at some point. I don't remember. Uh, I, I saw it whenever it came out and I was blown away. So very excited to revisit and I'm ex- I, I'm excited too because I found it a little confounding, but I'm smarter now. My brain is bigger, <laughs> and I th- I think I can. Yeah, it's putting a little it pressure out. on your cranium. I can see it from here. It's just yeah, just pulsating. <laughs> My forehead is getting bigger. Uh, anyways, thank you so much to the Berglands. Yes, thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, David. Very, very, very appreciative of your support. Thank you, thank you. I hope we did an okay job. I know. I hope we dissecting. Did too. Tossing, sculpting this discussion about the umbrellas of Cherbourg. Yes. And uh, tune in to part two next week where we talk about Holy Motors. Yes. But if you want to become a patron of the farts, go to patreon.com slash farthousepod. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're farthousepod. Instagram, farthousepod. Patrick on Twitter is at Patrick R. Mallon. I'm Casey Lee O'Brien on all services. Follow us on Letterboxd. Patrick's on Letterboxd at PR Mallon. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. But it's the I'm, long I'm and short of it, guys. What are you doing for dinner tonight, Patrick? I had a late lunch, so I might have a little leftover chicky, chicky Sandy from yesterday. Mm. Uh, probably what's on the agenda if I work up an appetite. What about you? You going to watch The Bachelorette tonight? It's on soon, isn't it? Or is it on right uh, well, now? so it's on right now in Central Time, so I'll have to wait till tomorrow to watch it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Say that theme. C'est la team. Okay, that's us. We're the Cinephile Cuties. Signing off. Bye. Patas. 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 <laughs>